the tandem of, of Elliot and Pollard and how you use them and and when you go into a game is it pretty well scripted or because you'll have runs that you don't necessarily know you're going to have in a series how do you judge when to, when to change them in and out like yeah, it's just kind of balancing act throughout the game. Obviously, we have certain packages that will incorporate both of them. A few plays here and there that maybe, hey, this is Zeke's play, maybe this is Tony's play. But, uh, you know, probably obviously the majority of it is just our core stuff that we go into the game with. And uh, then within the game, it's just a matter of, you know, giving those guys different, give, give them a blow here and there. And, you know, Zeke's rolling for a little bit. Let's get Tony to start this series. And then if it's a long series, then we'll get Zeke back in there. And we just kind of play that game throughout the, the entire game. Have you studied other tandems in the league to see how other teams have worked when you have two backs like Kamara and Ingram back in New Orleans and things? Yeah, like New that. Orleans is a good example, obviously, uh, watching those guys from a few years ago when they had both of them. Uh, Obviously, they did a phenomenal job. You know, Kamara was kind of that second guy, and they're finding creative ways to put him on the field. And, uh, you know, I think you're always trying to find different ways people are utilizing personnel, seeing if you're missing something or you can, you know, use something from a different team. Do you see any similarities between Kamara and, and Pollard and Ingram and, and Zeke and, and style, stylistically? You know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's fair to say stylistically there, there's some similarities there. Uh, you know, obviously, they, they did a great job when, when those two were together, and I feel like we're in, we're in a good place with these guys. Do you feel like Zeke ran with an intensity yesterday, maybe even more than you've seen in recent weeks and last season? Uh, potentially. You know, I think everyone's a little bit juiced finally to play at home and all that stuff. It seemed like it had been a while. Uh, he ran really hard. He did a tremendous job. Uh, felt like we, we ran the ball really well early in that game, and I think that was big. What is this unfolded about the way you've scripted it going into games, or is it? Or has the usage been a, a little skewed uh, differently than maybe what you for particular for, for, for Zeke and Zeke and Tony? Yeah, I think obviously it's a long season. I think you know we're just nice. Seventeen carries, eleven carries. I think we always uh, like getting both those guys involved and uh, as much as we can, whether it's in the run game, pass game, touches or touches. If we can get both those guys, you know, in the double digits at least, you know, that's that's some good stuff. And you know, every once in a while you're going to have a game you got to grind it out. And someone's going to get twenty plus carries, and that's the way those those type of games go. But uh, we want to get both of them involved as much as possible. How do you determine? Uh, if an offensive lineman can help out at fullback, and what did Connor McGovern show you to make you think, yeah, we could probably put him in there at fullback? Uh, he's done a tremendous job for us, obviously playing offensive line, and. Uh, you know, you're trying to find opportunities for guys to get back in the game. And so uh, Connor's done some nice things for us. We, we kind of tested it out. He handled it really well uh, early in the week. And so uh, we had a couple plays in there for him. And we liked what, what turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. He does, uh, he does a nice job. Obviously, he's got a little, little bit of experience at Penn State, uh, but obviously, Tyler rolls and you know Connor and Connor, the two Connors uh, get opportunities here and there to you know just continue to be uh, an insurance policy there and see where we take it. How could you assess how Tyler played? Looked like he got knocked around a little bit at times in that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a couple of weeks now of premier interior lineman uh, on the defensive side, and so he's he's been up against some challenging spots. Thought uh, you know those guys come off the ball. That's as good as you're going to see in the league. Uh, and uh, I think as the game progressed, kind of settled in there, got more and more comfortable with it. And uh, obviously, you know, like a young guy, second year in the league, he's going to grow leaps and bounds each and every week and each and every season, certainly, as this thing goes long term. When you're helping against Carolina, it seems that they, they're a pretty good front as well. Yep, yep. Uh, another good front. And obviously, it's going to be a challenge for everyone. And uh, hopefully, we take the, take the steps necessary each and every week. When you're preparing for that kind of defensive pressure, what are the conversations like between you and Dak during the week of 
the balance of staying patient but also having the pocket awareness? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, uh, again, aggressively take what they give us in the action game. Uh, if we can take our shots, we're going to take them. But if not, you know, he does a great job. He finds completions underneath it. If it's not there, if I got to move off the spot uh, and maybe there's a little penetration, find the outlets and we'll call another one. And so he's done a really good job of that throughout this, uh, this season. Have you emphasized the opening drives more than you have in the past at, at all or how you guys script or approach it? Yeah, I think we've, we've certainly uh, Recognize the uh, the challenges we had last year as far as not succeeding early in games. Uh, yeah, I think we've done a really good job, probably emphasizing it just verbally and spending a little bit more time in, in that position. And uh, I think our guys have handled it really, really well. And we've come out, you know, really in the last two, but certainly even the Tampa game. You know, first drive was pretty success pretty successful. Got stalled out a little bit late, but we've been coming out a little bit better than last year. How much has it followed your script? I don't know if it's 15 plays or whatever, like or what you guys usually do these first three games. Yeah, um, always have an opening script. Um, it's not line upon line, you know. It's not one of those. I, I think you know you kind of got to be able to weave and go within the plays there, depending on the hash, depending on the situation. If it's first down, second down, but uh, we kind of use it as a nice, nice roadmap early. We're trying to get all those plays called in the first couple series, and uh, you, know, you adjust here and there, with it, especially depending on what the defense does. If they give you something different, you got to be able to adjust from there and, and uh, take advantage of something, something else. Did you think Dak scored on that keeper? And what's your understanding about what the officials? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm already on the Carolina side. So I haven't even <laughs> recapped it a whole lot. But uh, yeah, obviously we felt like he scored. But uh, you know, maybe throw a chip in the ball or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> even looking forward, though. Like, yeah, I was going to say, even looking forward, if you've got the official saying, well, we can't see the ball, is that something you have to think about going forward? I mean, you don't want to like hold it up. It, it's fair to look at it that way. Obviously, uh, you know, it's challenging for those officials coming in from a side. There's, you know, Eight bodies probably on each side, you know, and those guys are coming in trying to find something that is uh, very challenging to see, and so uh, it's tough on tough on them. And obviously, hopefully, maybe we're in that situation. It's a touchdown next time. Now, do you believe in the, uh, a hot hand at play calling? Do you have one? <laughs> a hot hand. Uh, I think when our offense is in rhythm, when you know, I think that's the biggest thing. When we play with tempo, we've been preaching tempo really forever, uh, but it's just that pace of play. We want to get in and out of the huddle. If we're in the huddle, we want to break the huddle fast, get to the line as quickly as possible, apply pressure. And you know, I'm always trying. I want to get the play to Dak as quickly as possible, so that we we don't want to be breaking the huddle, getting to the line of scrimmage, taking our time, snap the football at five seconds like that. That's, that's not helping us. Uh, we want to play as fast as possible, mix in the no huddle, and play play that way. And uh, I think when our guys play with that amount of pressure that they're trying to apply, I think it makes us all uh, kind of get in the groove. Do you have a time that you want the guys be at the line scrimmage on the play clock? Every play is a little bit different. Obviously, you know if you can get them up there, uh, you know you're shooting for 20 seconds, you know, a ton of time. You got t all the time in the world. But there's different plays. There's going to be shift in motion plays. There's going to be plays where maybe we have to look at the defense. We may have to make an adjustment or two. And there's plays where, hey, we're just going to break the huddle, get to the line, snap the football as quick as possible, and go. And so uh, I think that change of pace, keeping the defense off off balance is something that we always try and emphasize that you know we're controlling the tempo here and you know playing with that. Is there ever a benefit to take the clock all the way down to the end so you can see and they kind of have to declare? Or do you rather avoid that? There's times for that, too, yeah, certainly. Um, there's times where you're going to want to have the chalk last, as we say, and make sure we got the perfect play in a particular situation. And uh, there's other times where, hey, we got a good play. We feel very comfortable about it. Break the huddle, snap the football, and let's just go. I know it's not abnormal for you to 
we all didn't talk to people on the other side during warm-ups, but it seemed like you got a lot of time to talk to several people. With the Eagles yesterday, were you talking about the interviews and what was it like to see them again? Yeah, it's just uh, there's some people I've known there for really a long time, even for the last couple of years, even back when I was playing in other places. Uh, you know, as you're around this league, you get to know a lot of people, and so it's great to see those people. Obviously, spent a little bit of time with them last year, but uh, yeah, that's part of this thing. It was fun. What is no part of you that said, "All right, I'm going to show you what you're missing" or anything like that? <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm good. I love it here. <laughs> From your perspective, uh, is there is there anything that a defense is there a certain thing that defense could do to shut you guys down, or do you feel like? It really doesn't matter what the defense does. But yeah, I mean, I'd certainly hope we have an answer for everything. Uh, you know, that's the goal, and yeah, I think that's part of the game. So there's there's going to be games where you kind of know what the defense is in. It's about executing, playing fast. There's going to be adjustments that sometimes ha happen. The team's going to give you something different, and hopefully, we got enough tools in the toolbox that we make those adjustments quickly within a drive, not waiting forever to get get to those adjustments, and we go. Monday was last night a little bit like that because Mike had said they kind of showed two different styles of play in the first two weeks. Was there a little bit of a guessing game there early on? Yeah, I think just early how, how they'll play. Obviously, they're in a circumstance where it's a new staff. There's not a lot of film of them playing any defense. They, they played week one, week two, uh, somewhat different styles. And so we we're kind of going with the expectation that we may have to make some adjustments as we go here and hopefully have enough uh, answers there and we can adjust quickly. Schultz led the team to receptions yesterday. What was your overall impression of his performance and what stands out about his yards after catchability? Yeah, did a really good job. Uh, run game, pass game, you know, um, it's just a steady, smooth guy that does a lot of good things for us and very reliable. Uh, you know, one touchdown early, we were able to kind of get him, get him opened up. And then the second one was really all him, catch that thing and make plays. Looked like Zeke out there in the open field for a play, and that was pretty awesome. Broadly speaking, what's the value of the tempo? I know it seems like really important to your philosophy as a coordinator. What's the value of tempo? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's just the urgency in which we play. And I think the most important thing is that we control the tempo and we're, we're varying the tempo. I think if you play one speed, you know, if you play one speed and it's super fast all the time, well, the defense kind of gets used to that speed. That's the speed in which you play. We want to kind of constantly be changing up, be in no huddle, go back to huddle, pop back into no huddle, go really fast, and all those different things. And so as much as we can change the variables on them, I think it makes it more challenging for them. Is there any part of Sunday's game where you think the tempo was most effective? Yeah, I think obviously those long drives, as you as you go into a drive, defense get worn down. And, and uh, we kind of know when the ball is obviously going to be snapped. And we can play a little bit faster for a few plays. And then maybe it slows down a little bit, switch personnel, and then pop back into it. And so uh, I think those long drives, that's when that's when you can wear people down with the tempo aspects of that thing. And that's the fortunate thing for us. We've had a healthy dose of these long 10-play drives that we can kind of grind it out and have some success. On the practice field, the practice field do you guys use like a timer or any sort of other mechanism just to sure that it's as fast as it needs to be when you're trying to control it? Yeah, they, they, they still do the uh, play clock throughout practice, and just so we're kind of constantly checking on it. But uh, I think our guys have done a tremendous job with the, the tempo aspect of it, and we're always pushing it, and we're going to keep trying to push it. So. You mentioned that, uh, sorry, you mentioned that you're already kind of on the Carolina with the yeah. short week. Just, you kind of provide a snapshot of what today has been like for you and just how that works? Yeah, it's really move right on. Uh, Woke up this morning early and uh, hopped right into Carolina, and so uh, a lot of a lot of work. You know, you're a day short, so there's a lot of work to to be done here, and so uh, we're trying to get ahead of this thing. How much does McAdoo help 
with his role and what is, is he yeah. an advanced guy for you guys? Yeah, ben, yeah these, these, these weeks are huge to have guys like Ben uh, that have already seen these guys, have watched them, have their observations, notes, and all that sort of stuff. And so uh, it's huge to have guys like that who are ahead of it so that in a week like this, you're a little compressed. You can uh, get a head start. Is it easy to call a play when you have playmakers like this or are the playmakers allowed to make plays because of the play calls you make? No, this is about players, guys. <laughs> this isn't that complicated. Uh, let the guys make plays, put them in position, and let them go do work. Uh, so what Amari, CD, all these guys do. So it's a lot of fun. Dawson talked at Oxnard about how intensely he was doing film study, even against y'all's defense, so that he could really diagnose that. And Dak was saying yesterday, he's pointing out things to me about what the defense has shown us during the week. What's an example of something that Dalton has said during a meeting that just shows you how often he was on yeah, I think uh, all of our guys, where we're at, which is awesome, a lot of guys who've been together for a long time, for a number of years at least, they're just the constant communication, constant conversations that are being had in meetings, at practice. Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, we're putting this play in. Did you see that one look that happened in this one game? We may not have talked about it yet. And so, uh, and even in games, constant communication. Those guys, you know, all of us having conversations. Hey, they're giving us this look. Hey, let's go to this. They're giving us this look. Let's go to this. O-line, what, what do you guys need right now? What, what run play do we need? We just need to grind this thing out. And so, uh, I think that's the fun part of our group. There's constant conversation. There's constant communication. We're always making adjustments. With as many weapons as you have, are you are you proactive in going to a player who didn't get a lot of touches in a game or maybe over a couple of games? Or is there enough trust there where it's just like, they'll come to me and, and they know I'll get back to them. If they come to me, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, Hey, we want everyone getting opportunities. We want to spread this ball around as much as we can. At the end of the day, also, we know there's going to be ebbs and flows in games. Some guys maybe don't get as many touches as we had anticipated. But uh, we've kind of talked about that's kind of, I think, where our offense is at and really our whole team, just the unselfishness that you know we understand that this is a long season. Someone may have a big game today, and that's going to open up something next week for another guy. And there's just going to be the ebbs and flows each and every week. And the more guys trust that process, they handle it that way. Uh, yeah, I think that's the big thing that's going to happen. How ridiculous is a 77.5% completion percentage? Yeah, uh, pretty special. Uh, he, he's he's just finding completions. He's aggressively taking what they give you, as, as we always say. Uh, he's finding shots downfield when they're there. And if not, he's continuing to find completions. And uh, he's playing at a really high level. Aggressively taking what they give you seems like a bit of a mantra yeah. inside the building. Can, can you define that and what that looks like on the field? Yeah, I think it's it's fine completions, but at the end of the day, we're still going to be aggressive. We're still going to call those shot plays, and early in the game, if CD lands, takes the post and it's there, take it. If not, you got two or three guys underneath it that are all going to be completion guys all, all game long. But when those opportunities are there, take them. And so uh, he's done a great job of it, and uh, we'll continue to progress. How much does a crowd like yesterday's fire up your guys? And I don't know where y'all were in halftime with this happening, but when Jimmy Johnson is yelling, is how about the Cowboys in the stadium's going wild? Could y'all hear any of that? Did not hear that. Uh, unfortunately, that probably would have been good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the stadium was awesome. Obviously, uh, especially for you know a number of people who haven't really been to AT and T for a long time. Uh, the stadium was awesome. It, it was a really cool atmosphere, and it was a lot of fun. Good. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, guys.